This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Live commentary. Okay, Swift coming back now. Oh, he's played a loose pass. And Sukaja will get there. Oh, Blackburn's come right out of the area and flattered. Sukaja, and it's gone free, and the keeper's way out of the area, and it's a goal for Paris! What a great finish! Live interviews. To an ardent football watcher, it was clear in my mind that we had like a bunch of new guys, and we'd lost a, a, a you know, big name, big players for us: Scannell, Klein, Ambrose. It, we, we were never going to just come out the block swinging, were we? You know what I mean? Expert analysis. A surprise draw at the end there, Mark. A surprise to no one more than me. We didn't realise we'd scored a second goal. Well, most of the time, anyway. Homesdale Radio. Whether you're listening live or to the podcast, call us now to air your opinion. 0203 4755 That's 0203 Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. This is our Christmas special. I am Chris Hambling and with me now is uh, Joe Holio. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah. Yeah, sort of very vaguely recovering after yesterday. Anyway, basically what this is, uh, is a little introduction to, um, to what we recorded yesterday. We were uh, privileged enough to be joined by Steve Parrish and Ian Holloway for a chat directly after the uh, 1-1 draw with Huddersfield yesterday. Uh, during the course of that, we, um, obviously we discussed that Huddersfield game. Uh, we talked about all sorts of things. We talked about um, new badge, new kit for next year. Uh, we talked about a new stadium. Uh, Ian Holloway talked to us about the sort of tactics and coaching that he does with the uh, with the lads. It's just an amazing amount of stuff that we talked about in there, and it was an incredible privilege. Um, but what we, wanted, what we wanted to make sure was that uh, we, there's a tendency for sort of listeners to build up to a sort of ten minute period, and we wanted to make sure everyone gets to hear every part of, um, of that interview. It lasts about forty five minutes, um, and but because of the way things worked out on the day, mainly me being as drunk as I was and having to set everything up. Um, we didn't really get a chance to sort of uh, talk amongst ourselves to do a proper proper full show. It was you'll be happy to know it was dominated by by the comments from both Steve and uh, and Ian Holloway. So um I mean obviously that's coming up as soon as we possibly can. I'm I'm hoping we'll be on no more than ten or fifteen minutes um before we play that out. 
but there's a few little bits and pieces I want to talk about. I've just also known now that Nick Gillard has joined us. Hi, Nick. Hello, how are you doing? Not too bad at all. You recovered after yesterday, being yes, knocked over in the coat. pub. Yeah, um, again, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to share with the listeners, you'll appreciate this. So we were celebrating after the event with, in the cherry trees at Norwood, which you'll all know quite well. And the most fantastic domino effect I've ever seen happened in the beer garden. Uh, a gentleman, unfortunately, had obviously drunken a little bit too drunken, hmm, drunk a little bit too much, uh, managed to sort of vomit, and in the, the force of him vomiting, forced him back into another bloke, <laughs> who then tumbled straight into whole radio co-presenter Nick Gillard, um, who poured his Jack Daniels and Coke all over himself and fell to the floor <laughs> quite heavily. I still it, had half a glass left. Yeah, you know what? You did really well to have anything left, but. I mean, I, I was saying to Jill earlier, I didn't laugh at the time, of course, but <laughs> but I mean, was I was like, laughing uh, quite a lot. It looked, it just looked that painful that I sh- I thought I can't actually laugh directly in your face, but it was good. Um, it was like the Matrix, wasn't it? <laughs> I could see a camera going all the way around me as I went over in slow motion. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> just it's good to share, isn't it? So you've uh, that was that was one of the um, one of my highlights of the season so far there were a lot of highlights uh, during the recording and obviously nick got used as an example of what's wrong with the current um uh kit and badge sort of thing which was pretty funny but um but you'll get to hear all of that fairly shortly um we want to talk very very quickly about uh, about the kind of well the season that we've had up until now is, is again we, we talk mainly about that in, in the recording so i don't want to go into a huge amount of detail there but i really wanted to talk to the guys about what they make of our, our current form because there's been a, a degree of disappointment in recent weeks over not turning these draws into wins, but obviously the, the, the other fat side of it is that we're <laughs> we're five games unbeaten again after after losing our 15 game unbeaten run, we've lost you know by losing to Leeds, we're now five games unbeaten. Unfortunately, four of those have been draws, and we find ourselves in third. But it's Christmas; it's third. I mean, should we should we be disappointed with that in any way, Joe? How can we be disappointed? We were relegation candidates. From if you if you'd have asked anybody, they said, "Oh yeah, Palace got a chance going down. They've survived by the skin of their teeth for the last couple of seasons," um, and and everyone thought that we were we were going to include us, you know. Mm. And then obviously the first two games of the season, and then we're thinking, "Well, everyone's right," but you know, it's uh, the, the the ball did what they needed to do with the help of uh, of Dougie, um, signed a few players, and uh, and and then we've. You know, we've just, it was obvious we were, we were players missing, um, but we seem to have, uh, have acquired players that we didn't think were going to be as good. I mean, there's no way in a million years that anybody would have thought Balassi was going to turn out into this, into this trickery genius alongside Wilf. I mean, there's, there's no way. And then we've, we've, we've pulled Moritz in, who is just as the, you know, the, the touch of an angel, really. Um, and then, it's it's you know Gabidon comes although he had his his first major impact in in the team mm. um, you know it's it's exciting times it really is you know it's uh it, it surprised us all and then what of course what happens then is you you get used to winning don't you you get used yeah. to winning and when you win you know and then when you draw you think well, we should have won that but the thing is 
there's not a, a Palace fan amongst us. Even you know, we discussed it yesterday. Everyone's happy with where we are, yeah. um, and we've got players to come back. You know, we've got Johnny Williams to come back. Um, as the as the listeners are going to are going to hear, you know, Holloway's hugely excited by him as we've as we have been over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and and also we've got you know the the the, the, the uh, of Paddy coming back, even though again. It, I won't spoil what he's going to say, but you know, hopefully at some time this season we're going to have Paddy back. Mm. So, Nick, sorry, I want to bring Nick in on this. He's yeah, been... We've looked. What is it? We've lost one in twenty-five. I mean, that's I think some it, bloody run, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Is, don't know, is it one in twenty-five? That sounds a little bit too much. But, um, <coughs> I don't. I don't know. It, it's certainly certainly we've yeah we've, we've lost three. We've lost three in twenty-three. Mm. But I mean, this it is an unbelievable. Um, an unbelievable sort of performance for twenty three, isn't it? But um, uh, it just—I mean, yeah—it really don't seem real, to be honest with you. But uh, I mean, like like you were saying, I mean, Johnny Williams coming back—the look on on Holloway's face when he talks about Johnny Williams just tells you all you need to know about just how good the kid is. We, we, it's easy to forget. Startless, he did indeed. Yeah, he was talking. Yeah, I mean, again, comparing him to David Silver, saying he's that type of player. It's, I mean, really, we we were all talking pre-season about. You know, we how great a player Wilf Zaha is, 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 but we all thought Johnny Williams is going to be better. And then obviously Wilf has had just an, an absolutely astonishing season. Um, a little dip recently, which you know brings in the, the subject of Belassi that's been sort of talked about continuously in his performance and that touch for the goal yesterday. If I can ask you guys about that, well, I'll give you my opinion first. I've never seen anything quite as fantastic as that. I think I really didn't appreciate how good it was at the time. Uh, but having watched several replays of it, just that again, it's the strength in that kind of the t- similar to that challenge you made against uh, Bruno against Brighton, just absolutely shouldering the guy off the ball and knocking him flat on his face. It's fantastic to see Balassi do that, and for him to then have the presence of mind to play in Wolf like that. And again, I mean, I, well, don't again, don't want to spoil it, but um, Ollie talked about how Wolf really just wants to hit the ball way too hard just on that occasion it was the perfect thing to do it went it was just a missile wasn't it the way it went in reminded me of chris armstrong's goal against wolves a few seasons ago that yeah the one that wedged in the yeah. corner yeah yeah um i mean yeah that that it's it is it is that type of goal um you know obviously you, you hit a ball with that pace more often than not, and I mean, Belassi's shooting's a bit erratic as well. You know, when you put that much power behind it, especially with the ball the way it is now, moves around all over the place, you catch it slightly wrong, and you know it's going nowhere near the goal. Um, one of the things that was brought up there was that uh, Mark Ross brought up yesterday. Um, I don't think we got a chance to really discuss in any detail uh, before Steve and Ollie arrived, uh, and it was the the dead ball taker situation. Obviously, we had Damien Delaney sent off, and and you know after a minute or two decision was made let's get Danny Gabadon on and like you say Joe he was excellent but uh, Owen Garvin went off and it was a kind of the dead ball situation um, Moritz, Moritz can obviously take a free kick uh, and a corner but is that somewhere that we're potentially lacking when we're when no, you sort of look no, at the Chris, team now Chris that first free kick in the first half was inches away that was yeah, exactly. the goal of the season so you know it was but, but, I mean, but if you think about the one in the second half, um, just how f- it just, it just it, you know what it just worries me a bit. I mean, Jednak strikes me as the sort of player who, when the ball is a little bit further out, it's a bit like Ambrose. Ambrose had a fantastic success rate from free kicks that were insanely far away. 
but when you put him close up, they had a tendency to sort of go right over. And and I do, I do worry about what we've got there. So um, I think we were spoilt with Darren Ambrose though, and that 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 kind of raised the bar for us with three kicks. It really yeah. did. No, that's that's a fair point. But again, okay, well, sort of to summarise. Um, sort of yesterday's game really you've, you've hopefully both had a chance to see the, the highlights and, and things that happened in that um, we should have been uh, one man up within the first two minutes looking at that, that tackle on uh, a policy as the commentator <laughs> he's a shocker he's a shocker I can't believe yeah. he's even doing it 20, right 22 seconds in that was um, was it yeah yeah uh, again, it's uh, yeah. I if we're going to say Delaney's as a sending off, and again we we had a discussion about this whether or not it was for uh, serious. Apparently, it was in the end it was for violent conduct um, because of the type of challenge. Although the belief seems to be that the referee initially sent him off for being the last man when Peter Ramage was coming around. Cover all really wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought I, um, it was harsh personally. I know the con- the conditions were such that you've got to be sensible as a referee but again we, we talk about consistency and I you know, watched match of the day earlier and I saw the, the two sentence off in the West Ham Everton game uh, for high fee and I mean that's the kind of consistency you don't want just insane decisions um, I, I just I, what what frustrates me is you like you say Nick you saw that challenge in 20 seconds in I think the only thing that saved, saved the guy he didn't from anything was the way that Balassi actually got the pass away and, and his only concern you could see he got absolutely hacked down but you know he's a tough, tough guy, and his only real concern was where, whether the ball had got to its intended target. So he he wasn't rolling around complaining after being hacked down in the most violent way possible. He got his head up and he looked. Where did my pass go? So I think that take- should have played on. He should have let the play go on there. There, there were two or three times I, I I felt the ref pulled the play back when he should have just left it flow, let it flow. I think it was telling that, that both both Steve and and Ollie. Commented on the referee pretty much first of all when we when we spoke to him. Um, you don't get that a lot. You kind of get a bit more diplomacy usually. Um, but I mean, well, anyone who was watching it on TV or or in the ground will know that that referee effectively did spoil that game. It was a shame. I I can understand the sending off of Delaney, and I, and I think Delaney himself didn't really complain too much. He, you know, he went off the pitch pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but what I want to focus on uh, just before we play in, play you into the clip. Is um, is how that game kind of sums what this team is, is all about for me. It sums it up. You would never have known we were a man down for the majority of that game. We were the better side. Um, I was extremely disappointed that Sean Scannell dived for the penalty, and he did dive. And we've uh, <laughs> we've just, I, you know, that 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 aside, we you know, we weren't dominant as you wouldn't expect from from a team with ten men, but we were just a better side and and you'd forgive a team for kind of folding if you like and it just seems such a shame that the only real negative in that game other than the referee was was a, a very very soft goal anyway Joe sorry well yeah I mean the other thing as well is <laughs> because of our, our form in that in that 15 game run we don't have any right to, to be beating teams we've already seen from last weekend's but Peterborough going up and, and beating Cardiff at Cardiff. No one has the right to to, 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 to turn around and go, well, yeah, we're the informed team, blah, 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 we're going to win. You know, the, the other thing, this is, I keep going back to this thing, right, and, and you, this is how some of our players must be thinking, is that every game now, every single game that, our, that we play, 
uh, is going to be a, a potential cup final, especially for teams in the lower, you know, the lower half of the division, because we're up there. So we're the team to beat. They've got to raise their game. You know, the other thing as well is that managers, they know our players. And when we do get Williams back, and, and, and it, as it was alluded to yesterday, is that when he sits in the middle and he, and he will be feeding the two wingers, that free going forward is going to terrorise even worse. It's going to be even better for us. Yeah. Um, you know, but anyway, listen, they, they, the listeners can hear all about that. Um, we've got some other stuff to, to, to talk yeah. about quickly. Look, it, I just want to say, it'd be pretty clear, although you talk about Williams coming back and that giving us those attacking options, it's pretty clear from the chat as well, and, in, and obviously plenty that's been in, in the media as well. It's been very obvious that we're going to strengthen the attacking side, and, and certainly I'm expecting a striker in that. I don't know whether to read anything into the fact that um, Ian Holloway happened to mention the name of DJ Campbell in a different context, but we'll, we'll see if anything happens there. But, you know, let's... OK, well, look, coming up over the Christmas period, we've got you know, a lot of games in quick succession. And we go to Cardiff on Boxing Day, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to. I think that's going to be an absolute cracking game. We can keep 11 v 11. We'll, we'll certainly give them one hell of a match. Um, with Peterborough spoiling their hundred percent home record, I think um, I think now's a good time to be playing them. I think, um, and obviously then we go to Forest on the 29th ninth, um, and I think if it's Wolves New Year's Day as well. So some good teams in quick succession. It'll be a real test for us if we can come away from those games, um, you know, with a couple of wins. I, th- I think it puts us right back in there. Uh, we've seen how tight the division is. But um, what, what do you think, guys? What, first of all, uh, Cardiff. What do you reckon? Uh, one one for me. Uh, kind of that's yeah. I see where you're coming from, uh, Nick. What are you thinking? I think that um, we could um, do them two one actually. Um, we it's about time. I know we we beat them in the in the home fixture. I think it's about time that we um, put them in their place a bit because they've always been a bit of a bogey team, and I, I think we'll be well up for it. Yeah, I, I don't. Be honest, I don't like going to, to Cardiff at all. In in a lot of ways, it's not been a happy place for us um, really. A kind of really that memory of the the semi final second leg is just completely soul destroying to go back to. But um, I think I think you're right. I think we're a better team than when we played them um, earlier on in the year when we managed to beat them three two from being two 0 down. And that was kind of the, one of the games that just sparked how good a team that we've become really, and, and just added a bit of confidence. And I'd love to see us repeat it. A little prediction in from Epsom Eagles listening. Any reckons two 0 Palace, and that's what I was going to go with myself. I think I think we're going to keep keep them out. I think defensively we'll keep them out. And um, although we won't have Delaney, I think Gabadon just he, he looked a, a very impressive defender. Well, best I've seen him play because obviously seen him in the under twenty ones playing as an overage player. And when he came on against uh, Birmingham, he really had, didn't seem to have a hope against Zigic. Um, not that any of our team really did, but it was good to see him play so well yesterday. Uh, Forest, Forest are a decent team these days. They've they've really turned it around. Driscoll's a fantastic manager, known for playing good football. Uh, did a great job with Doncaster, and they've you know they've been appalling really since um, Doncaster dropped since they sacked him. It was a stupid move. Don't know why they did it, but um, but Forest now reaping the rewards after you know, making a mistake of employing McLaren, and um, they're a strong team. Sorry, just very quickly mentioned Dweeb's gone two one Palace for Cardiff. So it looks like the fans are very confident as, as well as ourselves. Um, for Forest, I think I think it's a difficult one to go there. Uh, it'll be a couple of days after a, a big game against Cardiff. I can see a bit of a hangover myself. Not I can see it being a one-one. A Joe, um, 
I'm going to go three one to us. I think we got the hoodoo over him. I think if if they're right back as any memories of of four months ago when he basically gave himself whiplash going around in circles chasing trying to chase Wolf. <laughs> um, I, I think I think he'll, he'll have nightmares. Um, and now we've got two of them. Uh, I'm going three one to us. Okay, mate. And Nick, just before we uh, we head to the clip now, I think there's more than enough people listening in, ready and waiting for this clip, uh, waiting for Holloway and Parish. What do you reckon? I think we're going to lose against Forest, mate. Uh, you what? You yeah. Um No, if, you know, if we, <laughs> if we can win two out of three over the next three games, I'll be happy. Mm. But okay, mate. Well, look, we're um, we're gonna we're gonna play you in that clip very very shortly. Um, I just want to say it's been a it's been a great first half of the season for Palace and for for whole, whole radio. This um, we've we've exceeded in terms of the number of people listening and downloading anything we kind of imagined. Uh, that would be happening at the start of the season. We've got some great new voices in. We've got, um, well, I've been able to take a break as a presenter. Mikey's been able to take a break as a producer. So we're we're sort of we, we're getting more and more people involved, and we, we hopefully we're getting stronger and slightly better as well. So um, we'd like to thank you all for listening and, and sparing with us. We'd like to obviously welcome any new listeners from today, and hope you stay with us as well. I want to wish you all a merry Chris, Chris, yeah, Christmas, not a Christmas. No, don't want, to wish you one of, don't want to wish you one of those. That's that's not even a thing. Um, I do want to, from everyone at Homestead Radio, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm raising a, honest, an egg not, dog as we speak. Honest, I don't really know when our next show is. I think it's probably next week. I think we're just going to do it anyway. We've got so many games to go through, so no no Christmas break for us. So anyway, it'd be fantastic if you stick with us and you're really going to enjoy what you're about to hear. So let's hear that now. Bye now. Well, Zahar looking like Alice's most likely creator of something this evening. See the stars of tomorrow today. Welcome back to our coverage of Liverpool versus Crystal Palace from Sellers Park in the Under-21 Development League. Plays it up the line to Alessandri. Alessandri now. Causing all sorts of trouble with his control, isn't he, Alessandri? Live commentary from all home development games. Only on Homesdale Radio. Hello, audience. Welcome to Homestay Radio Christmas special. It's not, it's not feeling very special right now. Ben, that microphone needs to be on the centre of the table, you asshole. <laughs> First beep required. Um, obviously, we're here to talk about the Huddersfield game. We'll talk about the year in general. Stop laughing. And then, um, hopefully, well, at some, some point, Steve Parrish and Ian Holloway should be joining us. Um, I've asked Mikey to chase that one up, so we'll see when they get here. But um, with me are John. Hello, John. Here he is, right on cue. Yes. Well, we've got another special guest. We've got Steve Parrish, as I just mentioned, but uh, Izzy Parrish is here as well. Hi, Izzy. Fantastic too. Normal, normal, yeah. Full fat, yeah. Just getting drinks order in was fine. He's going to pop in as well. Fantastic, there you go, in Holloway, in a little while. But we were going to talk about the the Huddersfield game. We'll probably have a little word about that while Steve's here, but be stupid not to... um, not to start off. Well, I'm going to introduce everyone first. Just introduce Johnny. Danny's here from again. Nick's here as well. Hi, Nick. Evening. Furhad's here. Hi, Furhad. Hello. Uh, Steve's here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Mark is here. Evening. Mark, if you finished swearing after that game, you were never. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was out of control during that match. Thank you very much. I've never seen him like it. Um, Aaron's here. Hi, Aaron. Hello, folks. Uh, folks again. Hi, Ben. Hello. I, d- I didn't say Ben's here. Ben is here. Hi, Ben. Ben is here. Hello. Jell's here. Hi, Jell. Hi, Al. Ooh, get that in early. Um, and Albert's here. Hi, Albert. Hello. Now, fetching Christmas. Oh, jump. Alex is here. Hello. Hey. Now, you're producing, but you don't actually have to do anything because it, oh. it all went so amazingly wrong. Um, we, we also have an audience of about 15 people. I think one or two have smuggled themselves in somehow. That's a record for the season. Hey. Yes. Hey. Hi, audience. Hey. Um, Anyway, so look, let's let's get underway. I, I had a load of questions prepared for Steve, but first of all, Steve, what did you make of the game today? It's right, wasn't it? I mean, I thought we were just descending off, changed it, didn't it? So as soon as that happened, I thought it was difficult for us. We got one up, and when we get one up, you think maybe we can stay there. But Jules had a brilliant game, didn't he? What a brilliant game, and, and he just Vaughan <sighs> went for it, missed it, and that put him off. So yeah, I mean, uh, well, Mark, well, I didn't already see the goal. Mark was just saying it. it's just one of those things you look at it and you're just expecting Julian to collect the ball at his feet, and then suddenly it's in the net. But like. You know, these things do happen, obviously. But yeah, we were under pressure at the time as well, so we used to know, you know, they might have scored anyway, might they? Yeah, exactly. But, but in general, it's, we're half half a season in. Uh, we're at the right end of the table. We're, we're possibly further ahead than we ever imagined we would be, um, especially after the first three games of the season. Uh, firstly, what would you put that turnaround down to? I think it's a very tight division. You know, there isn't a lot between winning and losing every game, is there? You know, you will go regularly. Um, and I've always said with our academy, you know, if, if, if it's to be believed, what Will, you know, what Will is valued at, what we think he's valued at, you know, and Johnny and, and the players that come through our academy. With our academy, if we're clever with the business we do elsewhere and we get the fitness right and we get, you know, everything else right, we, we, we've always got a chance, you know. So, obviously, you tend to go on runs in this division, don't you? So we had that fantastic run and that's what we've got to try and do is just, you know, get that winning instinct back. You know, we've just failed to kill teams off in the last... So the last two games before this one, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something we've got to work on, you know. But obviously, I'm happy with where we are. You know, rather be here than relegation. You yeah. Know? Well, see, that was kind of like our blip in form has, has been one defeat, um, and we're, we're unbeaten in five games still uh, since that last run. So I mean, it, you know, as, as blips go, it's you know, it's not too bad at all. But clearly, you, both yourself and and uh, Ian Holloway as well have talked about what the need to strengthen in January and the need to really go for it. Now you've got that chance. Um, I mean, give us any details on that. What sort of things are we looking at? You know, I think I think it's difficult for me to comment on that because you know, if I say, "Oh, we need this or that," you know, it, 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 I don't want to settle the squad. You know, we just want to give them a bit of help in, in the positions that we think we need. We, we need, you know, we're a bit light, and obviously, this this twelve really have played a lot of games. You know. Um, I thought it was promising Danny Gabaldon came on I thought he did great today yeah. when he came on I thought he, he you know when you consider that was his, he played the full game you know that's the first full game he's played so that's promising because uh, you know uh, Dominic's going to be out for a few now I would have thought he'd get three for that when he's serious about yeah. play so could I sell really? I don't know I don't think so I mean you're not going to get it it could get worse uh, you, the thing is we could all go if, if that happened to us you would want that send it off you you would want it. You would want it. I didn't think it was last man. I thought there was people. He was saying it for last man. It's not a bad thing. He's done karate on it. To be honest, I don't know, but I think the refs give it for last man and then had a rethink and got serious foul play. He was doing that. Yeah, serious foul play. I mean, it's pretty. 
I don't know. You, you ain't going to get anywhere on appeal. There's enough ambiguity in it, and you would want it as a fan if it happened the other way. So I'll be honest. I, I didn't actually. I, I saw. I, like you say, I thought it was last man, and I saw Peter Ramage coming in round round behind to cover, and that's I was you know that's why I thought no way is that a red card. I thought it was really aggrieved, but I didn't realise there was the serious play, foul play aspect. So if we're talking about dubious decisions as well, have you seen the penalty again? Have you got any? I said to Sean downstairs. I said, have you lost control of your legs, mate? Are they? What, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, Sean was great for us, wasn't he? And, and he's through our academy and I like it. It was all good humour, you know, but yeah, he just, uh, he, let, let's say he was off balance yeah. and, and, and fell over. Their red card was pretty wooden, to be fair. He won the ball. Pretty yeah, yeah, I think the, 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 problem, the problem is as soon as you do anything that looks like you're, jump, you're jumping, you know, they, 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 they give it, don't they? So I thought the disappointment there was we just didn't really capitalise enough on it. You know, I thought we just... I don't know, you know, we lost our way a little bit at that part in the game. Yeah, but I just felt, you know, I felt that, that, that yes. <laughs> but, you know, I mean... And, and, and it, shows, it shows character from us to obviously lose a man so early. And obviously show one yeah, and, and, and still hold it for that long. And, you know... Yeah, but we're a good side. I think yeah, we need to start exactly. believing we're a good side. We're a good side, you exactly. know. And I, and they, 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 you know, they go home very happy with the draw, you know, and, and that's where we've got to. But that, you know, being a good side and being out doesn't get us promoted. You know, what gets us promoted is, you know, we, this team and everybody's got to start believing that we can do this because we ain't going to do it unless we really do believe and we know what it takes to go up. And, you know, I, I know the squad want it as much as we want it. And in January, you know, we'll sit down with him. I mean, people say, what are you going to do? Straight away there, you know, you've got a centre-back sent off. Now, so now you right three games, okay? You know, Paddy's just had an operation, so he's going to be out for probably a good, you know, at least six or seven weeks. He's got to get fit. You know, the problem is when you've been out that when you've been out that long. You know, if you if you have an injury and you're out four or five weeks, then you can get back relatively quickly. But he's been out, but he hasn't trained. You know, the whole yeah. season, so he's got to get fit. Do you think it would be advisable to leave him out for the rest of the season? I don't mind saying. Well, we would never risk a player anyway. <coughs> the decision that the, the, the staff made on Paddy was. He's still getting pain from his yeah. from his groin, so I don't know if you know he had this injection in yeah, it. So it's I'm and, and they got him what they thought was fit, you know, already it, like, it all healed up, yeah. but he's still getting pain from there. So they think something's healed badly in there, so they've, they've just cut a tendon. The thing is, we could have left it six weeks, no operation, seeing if he recovered, but then if we had to have the operation, he would have been out for the rest of the season. Doing it like this, there's a chance that he'll be back before the end, and you never know. What you need in this league, you know, we've seen it today. So if, if, if he's a leader and he's our captain, club captain, and if he could come back and we've got him available, you know, it might just be how, the difference. How much is he involved still? Is he still about? And goes in there. I think he, he, you know, I think it's very difficult. You know, he's got a rehab and he's doing different things, so he's out of sync, you know, with the boys. But we'll see him in the canteen, and, you know, and he'll do whatever's asked for him for the club and all that sort of stuff. But I think he, he's probably one of those who doesn't get too involved with the first team when he's when he's not physically involved. I think he lets Melee get on with that now because Melee's doing that job yeah. while he's out. So I was thinking. How did he enjoy his, his one game as assistant manager? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, he's had it. Yeah, he didn't really. He, he felt he felt a bit awkward about it. Really, I think they. Uh, he didn't sit on the bench, did he? He, he stayed in, so, you know, but he was happy to do whatever it took, you know, to help the club, but that's what he's like.
Uh, we're going to give the other guys a chance, um, John DiGiorgio. Yeah, one around. thing you mentioned is um, that we got to believe that we're good enough to win games. And a, a lot of times we see ourselves as the underdog. And it's something Doug, you mentioned not long before he left, is that you know, we've got to start thinking you know, we should be winning these games. How do you think the squad? I think it's starting to happen with the fans that we're looking against thinking we should be picking up three points here, and it's been quite some time since we've done that. Uh, maybe the, the pressure's getting to some of the lads, like, the sort of the change of you know impetus, and we're expecting to go and get three points now, whereas before we're expecting to try and you know try and get three points. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because I don't think any of the, you know they wouldn't think that they're doing anything different. You know, I think we've also. Probably on any run, you know, you win games where you shouldn't have necessarily. You know, you know, apart from the penalty away at Bolton, we probably probably weren't going to win that. You know, and, and, and so we come back from some. I mean, yes, I think I'm sure the dynamic changes slightly in the players' heads. You know, as it does in a game when you go ahead in a game. But that's the challenge, isn't it? We just got. I don't know what you say. I think for a fan, you think that you can go and say something to the players that's going to make any difference. Sometimes the more you say, the worse you make it. You know, I think another way of putting it is when we were just playing our football, we were winning. You know, now maybe we're thinking about it too much. So what we've just got back to is playing our football, you know, and I think that Ian's the past master at that, you know, Ian will all relax them and make them enjoy the game and all that kind of thing. So. But I, I do. I don't want to give the audience other than James, who's already gone straight in there. I want to give the audience, a, <laughs> give the audience a chance to ask some questions if they have any as well. But just before I do that, um, one of the questions that crops up quite a lot is relating to the stadium situation. Yeah. And I think one of the times we spoke recently, you know, uh, earlier in the season, you were looking at maybe having something in sort of September to talk about. Obviously, that's. That's not happened, and it's an incredibly complex issue. But I mean, are, are we anywhere further on that at all? Yeah, we do a lot on it all the time. I know people probably don't think that we do, but we've got about three fully formed schemes that we're looking at, and then we, you know we're talking to people on the site. We're currently waiting for architects to come back to us on what is probably the final point of view that we need. Um, and then we just, we, you know, we'll get it into a shape where we where we go for a planning permission. So, I think at the point where we're applying for plan, planning permission on something concrete is when we'll build a model and we'll, you know we'll, 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 we'll announce it. You know, but that's still very much the redevelopment of Selhurst rather than. Yeah, I mean, look, if somebody came out the woodwork and said, "Oh, please, would you come to Crystal Palace Park?" As well, yeah. you know, this that, and the other, then we would look at it again. But right now, we're focused on stuff that's in our own control and doing it here. You know, that's what we're we're really focused on, and so. As soon as we've got anything to talk about, we will. But right now, you know, a lot of the focus is obviously about January, what we yeah. can do to strengthen, what we can do to help the guys in January, and how we can get this club, you know, into the next division, which is what obviously all of us want to do. Yeah, definitely. Just if, if you were to get that plan of permission, George, going back to that last point, are we looking at five years, are we looking at ten years? Have you got a rough kind of time scale on that? Well, it makes a hell of a difference if you get in the Premier League, yeah. because, you, you know, the kind of money you've got in there, you know, that would really help us in terms of you know, money to put towards, you know, building the stadium. So some of it's dependent on what secondary uses you can get on the site, you know. Um, so we, if we want to do it as quickly as possible. And everything we're working on, you know, a big question mark for us would be, well, that's going to take too long. So Crystal Palace going to take too long. You know, why are we going to do that? You know, we need to, we need to get something done, um, you know, as quickly as possible. So I would like to think Here's three years, but we go. Please get a quick round.
We're on the radio, chaps, are we? Well, we're recording and hopefully it will work. That's good. We're recording things for radio. Tell me about it. Part of my recruitment policy. David noticed. Sorry I'm late, I just from made a and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Strange, wasn't it? I, I thought, how, can, how can he send their fan off? Um, I, that was just the weirdest thing. I thought he just made the decision too quickly. Yeah. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, basically, Damien's made a challenge with his wrong foot. He should have done it with his right foot. Rambo was still chasing him. He might have caught him. Obviously, it's, it's Beckford. He went for it, and he went with his wrong foot. And then he's hit him with his... He's tried to pull out. Caught him. Yes, he did catch him. But, you know, to me, I don't think he gave himself any sort of time to make a decision on a day like this, with weather like this. And then that affected the rest of the game. I think it's kind of... Um, has come across the player and deliberately slowed up to get a nudge to go down when he should have just gone for the ball. Yeah. And then they're, they're um, sending off. I just couldn't understand, to be honest. So it's a bizarre day, but we've had a few of them like, re- recently since yeah. I've been here. <laughs> so what I'm pleased with is the lads' response. I think yeah. Julian's fantastic save. Yeah. Um, the way the lads linked in the second half, not the first half, the two white men out to get narrower. So they, they took away from Garvin, who's been brought off in that pocket. They had to get across. Once we did that, I'm I'm gutted we didn't actually win the game because I thought you would have never known we had only ten men. No, not at all. That's probably the most obvious sort of point to make. In in that, that Huddersfield at no point looked like they were going to come out and dominate us with, with ten men. It was really pleasing to see. But it's like playing the league under a handicap system because we're so good. <laughs> <laughs> get carried away. We're all right. <laughs> No, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? I think the goal itself was, um, you know, those two lads seeing them do those things they do day in, day out, week in, week out, is, is pretty mind-blowing. But they were a bit naive in, once we went down to ten men. They needed to get narrower. And I was trying to tell them, and I was trying to tell them, and they don't, you know, they don't know those sort of tactical things yet. But, you know, as I say, I think Yalas jumped and nudged it with his left foot, and Wilf's in, and he's hit it, and he struck it, and he was under the bar. He tries to hit things too hard. He's just going to strike it and, and it will come. I think in the first half he did a brilliant bit of skill. He's cutting in on his right foot and I want him to roll it towards the far corner like Henri does. You don't yeah, need yeah, to yeah. hammer it. And, and that's all coming, you know, it's, it will come. And, and you know, I, I think 
If you look at Glenn Murray, his play today, how he holds it up, he's absolutely sensational. And um, it's a, it's the first time I feel we've been totally and utterly tested when we haven't got anything like we wanted. And yet the character—that's what pleased me. The character of them coming through. I felt we were in control today when we went down to ten men. I felt we were still in control. So well, it's difficult. I didn't, I didn't feel totally in control. To be honest with you, I think <laughs> what what we didn't get is is if you if you stay too wide, and that's what they're used to. I mean, basically, they do what they like, don't they? They stay wide, Yala, um, Yannick, and Wolf. And when it goes the opposite side, and you're a man short, someone has to make up that difference. I don't want KG, and I don't want Jedders getting there. I want them to sit in because we, you know, we're solid like that. And they needed to make that extra run. It's only a 10 or 15 yard run to get in behind the two lines. If they had any weakness today, it was in behind their lines. They fought the issue a little bit, Huddersfield, though, because they kept their wide players on the line throughout the whole game. Yeah. I noticed yeah. even when even when they were on the attack, if you saw Scanner in the first half, he was just, while they were attacking down the right side, he was literally hugging that left line. Well, shot the whole game were really... You don't go through what we all go through as managers without knowing that. No. What I was pleased with was to not worry about that. They pushed their right back so far forward and, and I I kept talking to the two young white men don't go there don't go there in the first half Yannick was a couple of times playing deeper than our right back and I managed to sort that out in the second half he's got to just come inside if he goes no problem by the time that transfers from one side over to there I expect my full back to knock a, knock across get there I expect KG or uh, Jedanak to fill that gap in between the centre half and him and my white man don't need to be back there A they're not very good at it. B, I'd rather get them wait to win the ball and go forward. And C, I prefer it when they're not defending. Mm. And I'm sure you do. Because are they the best in the world at defending? I think they try their best. But I'd rather see them win the ball going forward because it makes for an exciting game. But, you know, we had the reverse of this the other week. And we won 3-0. And oh. we, we didn't look like they hit the post once. And I'm not going to say who it is because I shouldn't. But you know who it is. And we had against ten men for and I, what I'm pleased about is the structure that we managed to show and the knowledge that the players have now got and how disappointed they were that we just let that goal in from a stupid set piece because Jedanak's right. We got the first header, came off of Moxie. We didn't get a second one. And it was a such a soft someone's free eight yards out. He didn't even shoot as Keith Summer, I've had him for years. And it was blocked by bodies and unfortunately it, it bobbled in. But I gotta say, you know, it's how you look at things. And my glass is completely half full. I don't know about you. I'm so excited. I heard you're a one one man team, but you're certainly not. Do <laughs> you know what's nice for me? He's just to sit here and talk to fans in that way about the respect that he's got for fans to sit and explain things like that. You know, not many managers yeah. bother to come here and actually explain, you know, the tactics, the way it works. And I, he now understands that's the kind of thing. Fans aren't stupid. They're not stupid. They listen to that. They learn. That'll go out. Some might not tell us, fans. We've been trying to kiss up to you. We've always felt that way with you guys. I mean, you've got the two of you um, asking questions for us through the website, through the BBS and the the whole. And that's that's what we like. I can't think of any other club that's got that. I mean, we had David Bernstein, the chairman of the FA, today. 
and he said to me, oh, what a fantastic atmosphere in your stadium, you know, and I think we talked about building new stadiums, you know, if we do have a new stadium, and don't get me wrong, it breaks my heart, I've walked around the stadium, the, the neglect, you know, the things that are just done badly, you know, the wires hanging from everywhere, yeah. stuff that you just think, that was just as easy to do well as it was to do badly, badly. Man, I but I think you've got to be careful when you build these new stadiums, you know, we go to a lot of away grounds, and particularly the, the guys that have been promoted in 35-seater concrete and steel things, and they come down and they've got clumps of fans in, you know, in this so yeah, so yeah. You know, and I think we've got to be so careful we do do whatever we do that it is a football stadium mm -hmm. and that we can still get that kind of noise. Yeah, we were just talking about that in the pub earlier, a big group of us, and um, we are saying about when you watch the Football League show, you see Middlesbrough, Birmingham, Coventry, Coventry. Multiple stadiums, and all you see is empty seats and empty seats all the way around. It's it, it nothing. I think I'm surprised I've that they don't say, you know, to fans. I mean, even, you know, I've got a great amount of respect for Arsenal. I used to go to Highbury. I mean, I remember when they relegated us at Highbury, it was yeah. terrifying being there. Right? Yeah. It was literally terrifying. The fans were on top of the air, you know, the noise was unbelievable. 35,000 Arsenal fans, you know, yeah. absolutely screaming. Now, you know, you go to the Emirates, there's little that for me they should have said, Right, if you're at the clock end, you yeah. get a ticket in this end. That's yeah. it. You yeah. can't go where you want to go, you know. Exactly. I mean we've got the W of the half away and you've got the roof right there. Yeah. Be great. It keeps the acoustics in the stand. Yeah. So the older style stands makes it sort of I think it's how tight it is to the ground as well. Yeah. I mean you've got to remember a lot of these stadiums are built to see how many restaurants they can get in. You know, that exactly. and that changes the rake of the stadium and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So we'll definitely be thinking football first, atmosphere first, yeah. you know, it, it, for me this is why I've got such a problem that we're not allowed away fans, you know, they keep cutting and cutting and cutting the away fans are allowed, you know, uh, that's a football stadium for me, you, you know, and, uh, mm. I, I can't understand, it doesn't ever seem that difficult to police it to me, you know, it doesn't, you yeah. know, yeah, people are getting up and they're shouting, but that's, that's football, you know. They get Brighton wrong every year, don't they? Well, I mean, yeah. I just understand two and a half thousand fans, is it any easier, we keep offering them a one o'clock kick-off, if they'll give us more fans, right? Because for me, cause clearly if you have a one o'clock kicker, first of all, people drink less. So, yeah. right, you might have the hardcore that drink, but then the ones around them drink less, because not many people want to get up at 10 o'clock in the morning and go out. Who's it Physically, you must have drunk less, yeah. and more people would have <coughs> drunk less. Yeah. And then, but the most important thing for me is you leave in daylight. Yeah. And if yeah. you leave in daylight, it must be easier to police people. The last game, it was dark roads, and like, I was on my own trying to get to Rolling again. Sorry. I'm the new kid on the block, I'm, I don't know you lot, do I? <laughs> 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 We're just finding out about each other, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to argue with a big man, I know that. <laughs> That's Joe. What I'm trying to say is, there's a couple of things, observations, that, that's that's what I'm all about. As a manager, you have to observe, you observe your players every day. You see who's, is he alright? You get a sixth sense of someone who's struggling or something, you know, and you don't see that. Oh, why have you picked him? There's always reasons, so I'm observing this football club and its supporters, and I've observed it from a long time as an admirer from afar, from when I was growing up, and what it meant when I played in the South East Counties League and I came up to here to play your lot and what you were adding, and I was very jealous, but I never wanted to leave Bristol because I needed to be family behind me, so I've observed a lot of things, 
and the common sense side that Palace have got, you will be always indebted to these people who have saved your club. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm not going to blow smoke yeah. up where it shouldn't go. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm going to make. I'm going to make some assumptions here that you might not have even known. I believe you're going the right way. I believe he wants it the right way. The other day, he came down to my little dungeon down the bottom. <laughs> 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 I can't call it any other thing. There's no window. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I've had it here at least. <laughs> anyway, he's come in and he was going mad in a nice way. I said, what's up? He went, ah, oh, it's just, it's cold today and I've been around the boxes and you know, we've got to get this right. I said, get what right? And he went, well, they all got, the people who work for us have got different coats on and they should have a palace coat on. And we have to tell the boys we've got to sort that out. And some of them have um, had to take the heaters out to put something else on. So, and, it, and it's right, and the doors are out and I want them closed. It's because I want it right. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah. I don't think you realise it. The attention to detail we're going to have, right, from top to bottom, is I'm more than confident we could get there. What we got to do is make sure we all help the lads by how you were today. You know, mm. we don't get carried away. We or totally, we don't do that yet. We don't, we 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 don't behave like that. We're just working towards it. That's all I'm saying. You know, and and we got to help keep these people going the right way. And and the other night on Monday, I was invited here. Now I've been downstairs. I've been into every place here just to say hello to people. And it totally changed, it transformed. All, everybody, apart from part-time staff, because they had to serve us, was invited to a meal mm. and to a Christmas night. There was entertainment put on. I didn't recognise the room. There was reindeers made out of twigs. <laughs> See, I'm not bullshitting here. In the corner, there was a photo booth that was real bar. You know? Yeah. The bar was free. Right? Sweet. The food was free. He did a speech, and he thanked his players and his staff for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right? I've worked my tripe off in the last couple of years and all players are pigs and I'm paying them and what are getting enough and this is just <laughs> wonderful. What it's about <coughs> is doing something together. Yeah. Right? Now I hope you end up having the chance to spend what we could have where I was before. Because if anyone deserves he sat right next to me. Do I believe he would spend it in the right way? Yes, I do. Do I believe it would be a ground to be proud of? Yes, I do. The team, the team, the team will feed the club, will feed the club, will feed the club. The fans have to buy into the team. The team has to be on the same level as the fans and then it all works. Uh, Blackpool, we had it. They will never forget some of the players we had. I said, I want you to be famous. I'm sick and fed up of looking at all these wonderful players we've had years and years ago, so Stanley Matthews, Stan Mortson, I want them to talk about Charlie Adam, I want to talk about DJ Campbell, David Vaughan, all of these, you deserve it, lads. And the fans bought into it. All I need you to do is realize that there ain't just one player out there, I know you know that. And I love what he does. But we've all got to make sure we're on the same blooming page and walking towards where this gentleman wants his team, his club, to go. You're talking about KG, aren't you? Because, <laughs> 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 you know, since, uh, since, 
Well, if Joe could lose that much weight, we wouldn't recognise him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you talk about the club and, and what it means to people. My, I, I bring my boys up here, and um, they're, they're only eight and ten. And the eight-year-old said to me, "I love supporting Palace. All my mates at school that support Man United and Chelsea—they win every week. They don't know what it's like to actually win and deserve it, and actually have worked towards that and just enjoy a win for its for the sake of it, and come down to come down to the stadium, actually feel part of something." And I, that's what I love about supporting Paris. I think you've always been that way because you know that life's up; it's got ups and downs in it, and and the honesty of people here is is quite frightening. You know, I've missed the old London. T- oh, I say, is it? Oh, I make love. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. I had it pretend that like me when I moved to Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> There's a beautiful freshness about it. What I'm what I'm saying, please enjoy that and add to it. And if you can keep making that a place for them to shine instead of be fearful. And if you can do that when it looks its worst, right? That's all I ask you to do. Because if you're a supporter, surely all you should do is support. If you hate the fella who's just made a terrible mistake, please don't boo him. Don't have a go at him. Please help me support yeah, even the rep. Because he won't give us anything then, will he? But all I'm asking is, is for you, if we can all do our jobs, alright? I like to call him chairman because he, I see him more than anybody, but he's a director. He gives me direction where we're going. Absolutely, that's all I want. Right? I'm the football man, I make football decisions, and you are supporters. So I'm the manager, I have to manage my players. If ever there's a case where I can't manage my player because my chairman tells me that that ain't what you should do, then I'm not the manager, am I? So we all got to know our job, we all got to do our job, and we all got to do it together. And the great thing here is no one, I believe, is above anybody. Now if I can convince the lads of that, then we'll have a right good chance, I believe, of being the club that you all want. We'll have a conveyor belt of young kids. Because I get on well with them. I used to go to school with them. The thing for me is, you know, we want to do it for you. That's what we want to do. You know, I, It's not just about getting there. It's about getting there and trying to stay there. And then trying to get take this club to another level. You know, I, I, you know, I would love you lot to just not have to feel quite so well we, you know in spite of everything we love it and all that sort of stuff you know and and if we just need to keep on trying and, and keep going and, and i hope it's this season you know we've had a great start but if it's not this season then we'll keep going you know we'll just yeah. keep trying you know and I, and I think what ian's saying we've got to have everybody pointing in the right direction we've always known that you know we've always known that we're there's always going to be people in this division out spending us every single year there'll be people out spending us People, you know, that have come down parachute money, 27 million wage bills, 30 million, 40 million wage bills. We've just got to blank it out and just concentrate on what we've got and what we can build. Our area, our academy, our fans. Get the right manager in that cares about the club, becomes a part of what we're trying to achieve. Sometimes we'll argue. We'll argue with the fans. You know, we'll have disagreements about no, we things won't. we should do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, we will. It's not just all about, you know... To be successful, you've got to all want the same things, be sensible about it, know who's part of the decision-making process everything is, but let your point of view be heard. You know, Ian's here today, you know, and, and he talks to the fans, and he listens, absorbs everything, and then he makes his decisions based on that, and the same as us. You know, within our power, we do what we can, and if we can't do it, we say, look, we're not spending any more money this week, because we've decided we, we, 
we want to put it into the team this year, you know, and if we're going to knock it down, what's the point? You know, yeah. we'll tell you, you know, that's what, why we made that decision. And we'll say we're not going to spend any more money X, Y and Z because we're not going to, you know, jeopardise the club. So I think as long as we keep having a dialogue and we, we all keep pointing in the same direction, we've got the right manager, we've got the right backroom staff, the right academy staff, the right management in the club. I think one day, sooner or later, we'll get there. Yeah. Right. Can I ask a question? Obviously, new badge is um, a thing that comes up quite a lot. Oh, yeah. What is your? You, you do you want to change the new badge? I've seen it. As I've seen the new badge. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh there we go. So does that look like? Me as a Palace fan, I love the badge we've got at the moment. Yeah. That is that is our badge. As That's your generation, though. I like the badge yeah. before this one, and exactly. my dad loves the. the is, I think all I say to you is. We, we did the, we called, that's what we called a vote and all that market research really that we did last time. I think we'd be able to do it, I really do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm saying, let's not change it. New kids great as well, I've seen the new But all, all I'm saying is, in my generation, that's my, my badge. New kids have been made in China. Do you know, we've sold twice, as, we've sold as many kits so far this season with our own designed kit. All right, we're doing better as well, I appreciate that. But we've sold as many this season as we did the whole last season. Really? We've designed our own kit. I thought this, this should make it. <laughs> it's just good for an audio yeah, medium. It's not just for Christmas. <laughs> It's just that's an old-fashioned line drawing. That's why, from a fan, I love no, but it's, it's a nice, I don't know what you're saying, but it's, it's actually, it's just a mess. <laughs> Are you talking about a badge or me? <laughs> 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 it's a big fan. You were my best example. Can we get a nice Oh, poor Nick. Are we putting the money into the team? Never take your personal side. I know, Ben, you're itching to ask a question, um, but I just got to very, very quickly. I know Zoe over there really wants to know the answer to this question. Hi, Zoe. Stay over there. It's a bit shy to ask it herself, but um, she's read on, the, read on the internet that you, you keep chickens. I used to. You used to. I was going to say, have you not been able to move them down to London with you? No, the fox is animal. <laughs> What we have is, yeah. uh, is that we had to, had a, it sounds terrible, but uh, electric fence around it. They come back all the time, they're very clever, they're very intelligent, and the one man our place. What do you want to know like that? Do you want chicken? Do you want turkey? He's had all of it because my kids aren't as vigilant as we would be. It trips sometimes when it's wet and what have you and they don't check. So they've lost systematically. We have 30 odd chickens. We have different types. We bred our own and then we reared our own because that was part of... It's a shame because we were speculating that you might have 11 chickens and name them after the, and work out formations. We had Nathan Ellington, we had three successes. I forgot the ones who didn't do very well. How are you enjoying uh, South London anyway? You, yeah, you've settled in well. It was my manner a few years ago, sir. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 Is it Al
bought a flat in there when I, I, I was at Wimbledon and then I moved and went to Brentford. It took me ages. Keith Glennon plays for Brentford, so we were great mates. Um, then it all sort of went wrong for a few years for me and, and on the playing side. Then I ended up over the road. QPR. Yeah, that's it. I better not say it. Sorry, you know, might not like it. Anyway, that sorry. Was, that was that. So it's nice to be back, and and basically it's um it's just my wife's just coming out, just getting used to the feel of things, and as I say, everybody at the club's been fantastic to try and get us in and um, get us settled. Because if I can get in and get bedded down, we've got some big decisions to make coming up now in the next couple of weeks, and try and add to this group because. Um, that's the secret to it. You have to add the right people where you're weak, where where you need strengthening, and um, and as I say, I'm experienced now and I'm settled now. My family's in. We're we're ready to go, and and now we've got to get rid of all these distractions. Today, that's a distraction. I'm gonna tell you that. I thought the lads handled it brilliantly. The yeah. didn't, but the lads. <laughs> After that, <laughs> we got Christmas. We got to make sure that that's a distraction. The game against Garland is a distraction. We've just got to go and do our process. They're still the same target at the end. I want to win every game. I don't want to win against Brighton and then not put the same importance on the next one. I don't do that. All right? I'm not one of you. I've had to work for other clubs. You are this club. So I am a professional person. That's what I do. Now, what I'm saying, this is marrying in with what your targets are. Okay, I don't think we need that much, but I need to know how good they are, how ready they are, and they're ready to go. I play a slightly different way, you ain't even seen it yet. Because I'm having to adapt to how good your team is at doing certain things. It was commented on that, you know, we were down to 10 men and we still had three up front, and we thought it was great, you know. Yeah, yeah, if we'd have won, you'd have thought it was brilliant, but we'd gone and let one in. No, but we went for it, which is, you know, I'm I'm a teacher, and I tell my kids, go for it, if you make a mistake, learn from it and that's the only way that you're going to move forward because if you if you play it safe and you do the same old thing you're not learning you're not you're not actually adding to yourself you're not adding to your character and you're not you're not building on what I totally agree with you the, the whole thing football's all mathematics right however you can talk all day long until until and I'm not very good at maths at school I didn't like the teacher what I'm saying is where however you put the ball wherever you put it you have to build a defense behind it so if you hit a long ball down the middle, then some teams are brilliant at getting bodies beyond it to win it and then play from there. Because the goal is miles away from where your goal is. Right? And it's so simple. Today we had a man off, and I didn't think that bothered us, when the two white men actually joined in when it was the opposite side. Right? They don't need to leave space for Garvan in there or Moritz in there because he's not there. So you make up that space as it goes and we're not missing anything. That'll give your fullback time to go, so I don't expect you to not be able to attack. You just need to understand the structure that I'm telling you and they haven't ever done it before. We had it the other week where we were one down in Peterborough and I had to change something. They didn't understand. They didn't un- they've never done it before. I actually put Yala right back. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because I needed that's an our extra man. The way they were doing, I pinned put me two ones up front, I pinned them back so we had to keep going and in waves and waves. Luckily, we were skillful enough to get back. And it was the skill that our players had, allied to the knowledge that I might have had to in that situation. I've got 17 years of learning how what goes right, what goes wrong, how I've done it, how to talk to people, and they're still finding out about me. So, yeah. you know, all I want to do for you is give you a piece of my enthusiasm 
and what I've learned from the situations I've been in and share that with your wonderful lads yeah. and then try and get some more of your wonderful kids coming through. I haven't had a chance to play Johnny yet. I just love <coughs> the way he moves, the way he plays. How is he? He's, he's joined in the first time in my session yesterday and it was a breath of fresh air. He's a wonderful kid. Yeah. And <coughs> I let all the lads who run with the ball just run at each other at the end of the session. And I can't believe it. They all ran straight at people and tried tricks. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Imagine a door either side off your the big man there. Imagine him, he looks like a door, doesn't he? Just as we're looking, it's no good on the radio, but for us, like, it worked. Right? He's, he's the middle door, and there's three doors there. Now I'm going to start running at him if I'm going to try and beat I'm going to go for the door on the left or the door on the right. I'm not going to go in the middle door because he's in the bloody way. <laughs> so I start running at that door. i got to imagine it, i got to see it, right? And I'm going for that corridor. That'll move him. Now, if he don't move enough, I'll go straight through it. If he does move, I'll go that way, because he don't know I'm going that way. And I said, just try and think of that. Imagine, and you should have seen how easy it was for them boys to beat people there. Whoa! You should have seen the, their little flame lit up. You should have seen Johnny do it. Mm. Wow! Little feet going like the clappers. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant, you know, and what, what's what I'm about. It's, it's, I, and I haven't been here long enough yet. And the enthusiasm I've got for these little bits and pieces that I wanted to be taught when I was younger and I wasn't. You know, and I thought of ways to say it and football ways to say it. And to me that's a simple thing and anybody can see the yeah. that one or that one and it makes sense because you're trying to move people. So it's, it's only little bits, you don't know me yet, but I'll tell you honestly. If I'd made a mistake, I didn't do that, I should have done this, I tried to do that, it didn't work. I'm, and I go downstairs. And I tell them beforehand what we're going to try to achieve. I didn't have a chance today because we were down to 10 men after 10 minutes, but what you'll understand is I've learnt some things going wrong. And I'm not scared when things go wrong. I want things to go wrong because I find out about my team and I find out about myself. What have you learned about yourself since you've been, been at Palace? Both of you actually. Have you, what have you learned about yourselves as people? Well, since I've been here or since Ian's been here? Well, both of you since you've been here and...
and you know we put a lot of effort and, and working down the training ground to get the right building blocks Ian's knowledgeable in, you know, and, and, and been in the game as long as he has has come in and said right these are the bits I'm, I've got this is my magic that's all right that let's keep that I like that you know he's not coming and gone that's not, not no, that's not my idea I ain't having that he's embraced all the things that were, that were there before that were good and now he's just starting to weave little bits of his, of his magic in and I'm sure that that will continue uh, Ben uh, what, James James Ben's question please so, Ian's missus is there, he's yeah, trying yeah. to get him away because he's got a yeah. long drive, so can we just have a couple more and then let him go? Because no, I, I was going to say, what's your question for James? James. Yeah. Got, oh, I was going to ask about uh, Johnny Williams and Paddy McCarthy. We spoke a little bit about Paddy before you arrived about a time frame. Have you got when Johnny and Paddy are going to be back? Yeah, Paddy should be, in, in all hope and honesty, ready for the last um, two months of the season. Right. We've had a problem. Um, and we're all very pleased that we've managed to, to get the right solution we think it's a, it's a tightness in a it's quite an unusual injury um, and it keeps getting tighter and tighter so they've got to release that so hopefully that was causing this horrible pain he was getting so yeah, Danny Gavin was a bastard I thought he's, he's a well. terrific lad he's, he's a lovely kid as well so well so quiet so unassuming and good to be fair so you know um, Johnny basically I've um, starved him with a ball. I think um, it's been hard. We've had to hold him at arm's length and work him and work him and work him and try and make sure that his body, because he's so keen, he'll overdo things. He'll overtwist, he'll overturn because he wants it so badly. And then he worries if he feels something. So I've just said, look, sorry son, you're going to go over there. You're going to go out the way of us because you're trying to tell me you're fit and you're not quite fit yet. And it's only Everybody likes him so much, so I've literally been pretty cruel, really, and said, get over there, get over there, I'm not happy. <laughs> so we had a practice match on Monday, and I, I almost begged him to play and let him play, and Scott, new fitness coach, went, no, Gaffer, no, you're not having him. So we've done the process. I think we'll all feel the benefit of that. And that was a big reason why I didn't take someone on loan when I first came. I possibly should have done but I didn't because I felt he would be fitter by now and he wasn't so I did take a bit of a risk because he can fit anywhere along that front three left, right or in the middle I think in the, eventually he'll be in the middle because that's what seems to he'll be like God a little Lawrence, right. David, David Silva but you know as yeah. I say there ain't no reason I can't play all three of them yeah. if the other two are injured as well because it ain't about running with it all the time it's about frame and playing and moving and it's really exciting you know, um, I've got some fantastic players here. I'm hell bent on trying to bring some more because you can never have enough. And I'm trying to bring ones that <coughs> I believe will give us complete and utter value for money and will come in here and gel with this group. You know, so as far as I'm concerned, I want to wish everybody connected, even remotely with Palace, a happy Christmas. Fantastic. And a totally prosperous new year because I think the future's blue and red. Well, that's great. We'll, we'll let you go now. Obviously, your, your wife is here. Thank you so much for talking to us. It, it obviously means a lot to everyone and uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you very much to Steve as well. Steve's off. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks a lot.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.